And today's passage is no different. We're going to look at something that is cited as the number one factor in divorces, but something that also is what so many people dream of and want to take hold of. We're going to talk about something that is one of the number one causes of stress and mental health issues, yet is also something which we use to define and measure and reward success. We're going to talk about something that reproduces itself, yet costs not to have. We're going to look at something that defines elections and politics, and yet there is tons of it down the backs of our sofas. It's the economy, stupid. We're going to look at money. Um, Not an uncontroversial topic, but Jesus has some beautiful teachings to teach about it. So we're going to turn together to Matthew 6 and start from verse 19. It says this, it says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great the darkness. No one can serve two masters. For a slave will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air that neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass on the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Amen. We had the budget yesterday. Money and finance and the economy is splashed across every newspaper that you walked past on your way here. Um, Maybe you're someone who's self-employed, who's really affected by decisions made yesterday. Maybe you're someone who works in education and health, and this is just the latest in a long line of headlines about finance and your job and your role and where you work. Maybe you work in the city and... Uh, You work in finance and there is article after article after article about what sort of person you may or may not be. Money can be something that really defines who we are. You could probably tell your life story in terms of money. I know I can. I know I can 
plot how my family was uh, moved about as I was a child throughout different parts of Manchester based on money. My, um, my dad was very, very wealthy, very well off when I was younger. He had a business. And unfortunately, my mum got ill and some of the people he was in business with took the opportunity to, uh, to do him over, basically. I don't know if there's a politer way of saying it than that. And for my family, we, we were then repossessed of our house. We lost lots of things. We got moved around loads. We were made homeless repeated times. There was one point where my whole family squeezed into this two-bedroom flat above a doctor's surgery. At the time, I had four brothers and sisters, me, and my mum was pregnant with my youngest brother, sleeping on an airbed in the front room. My, my older brother had a bedroom that was literally a cupboard that we slid a mattress into and you couldn't stand up in. Um, Money's been something that has shaped where we've lived, how we've seen ourselves. It's, it's something that can shape and define our lives. Uh, the amount of time we spend with our family can shape how much or how little we study, can, can change careers, can focus everything that we do. And yet, and yet, and yet, and yet, Jesus speaks a lot about money. And I don't know if we always quite take what he says seriously. I was reflecting with my church uh, the other week about how I don't know if I'd ever been in a church service where they'd spoken about money without the context being asking for money from the congregation to the church. And there were lots of other people who felt like they'd been in the same place. And actually, Jesus speaks about money in a way that is far bigger than that, that isn't just about charity and sustaining the church community. It's... Uh, over an issue of money that Jesus turns over the tables in the temple, something that in lots of ways leads directly to his arrest, trial, and crucifixion. When Jesus is asked how to fulfill the law, he gives an illustration of a good Samaritan who gives money to someone else that he passes on the road. When he sends out his disciples and he shares with them and commissions them and and sends them out into all the towns and fields, the last words that Jesus gives them are words about money and possessions and provisions and what they have on the journey. And it's no surprise that in the Sermon on the Mount, the greatest ever sermon, the kind of peak of the most beautiful, ethical, philosophical, truthful sermon ever given, there is this whole big passage about money. And actually, it's a convicting passage. I think probably one of the reasons why us as church leaders, why we in church maybe don't talk about money as much as maybe Jesus does, is because actually it's really challenging stuff. That I read that passage and it convicts me and it kicks me right in the middle of my chest. I want to go through this passage and just pull out four questions that I think Jesus would ask us. First of all, Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The first question I think Jesus would ask us is, what's your treasure? What's your treasure? Do we treasure the same things that God treasures? Do we orientate our lives around the things that God is so desperate for? The generosity of God is that he would give his son to reconcile all things to himself. 
that he would show grace and mercy and love and the fullness of his character through an act of generosity and sacrifice. That actually God would say the thing that he treasures more than anything else is you. That he treasures lost people. He treasures, he treasures the one sheep. He treasures the hidden coin. He treasures the little bit under the sofa that all of us represent. What do we treasure? What do we orientate our lives around? What is a thing that influences the decisions we make more than anything else? If I was to ask that in a really practical, gritty way, if you were to print off your bank statement tomorrow and look through it, would what you spend your money on reflect your convictions? That's a hard question, isn't it, right? It's a really hard question. Jesus says, if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? The second question I think um, Jesus would ask us is, what are your eyes drawn to? What are your eyes drawn to? There was this understanding in the culture around Jesus' time that light as a source actually came from within us. It was something that we had. And Jesus kind of plays on this when he, he talks about what is it that comes out from us? What do we focus on? Actually, the things that we see are determined not by what's around us, but by the condition of our heart. The thing is, rich or poor, we can obsess with money. When my family was in that one-bedroom flat in the centre of Manchester, um, there was a point where uh, my dad got paid for some work that he did and he decided to frame a £50 note and put it on the wall. And there were weeks where we didn't quite have enough money for shopping, but this £50 note stayed there. The thing is, rich or poor, we can have a focus on money. We can have an obsession with measuring ourselves and measuring other people based on money. And actually, the amount that you have in your wallet doesn't determine whether that is your perspective on life. Everyone has a price. It's been said by a lot of people. It's been said by South American drug lords and Victoria Beckham. (laughs) Everyone has a price. But do we see the people around us as commodities? Do we value the time that we spend with people, with our family, based upon finance? Do we value ourselves as products? Does our self-esteem, when we walk out the door in the morning, um, rise or fall depending on the branding of clothes that we have or how well-fitted our tailored suit is? What are our eyes drawn to? What is our perspective? How are we viewing the world? Because there's a third question. Jesus says, you cannot serve God and wealth. I think the third question Jesus would ask is, who do you serve? Bob Dylan, the the poet and the prophet and the singer said, everybody's got to serve somebody. It could be the Lord or it could be the devil, but everybody's got to serve somebody. The thing is with possessions, is they're not a neutral thing, Jesus teaches us. Jesus teaches us that actually possessions try and possess us. That we can choose to serve God and live with open hands. Or we can try and close those hands and focus on wealth. But it's really hard to do the both. Who do you serve? 
What is it that dictates your time? I asked the question earlier, if you looked at your bank balance, would it reflect your convictions? What if you opened up your diary for the next week? What if you look back at your journal? Have you invested your time? Have you invested your gifts, your effort, your energy into the sort of things that God treasures, into the sort of things that God has called you to? Finally, Jesus says, Strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. I think the fourth question Jesus would ask us is, what keeps you up at night? What is it that worries you? What is it that, what is it that kind of needles at you? The truth is, as Christians, we should be, we should be weird. You might think, oh, I look around this room, we're halfway there. Eh? But we should live in such a different way. Our finances, our time, our families, the decisions that we make, they should be weird. They should look different because we just have a different priority. We have a different kingdom. We have a different way of thinking that shapes everything that we do. You know, the early Christians shaped discipleship around charity and simple living. Probably more than they did around personal piety. It was, a, it was a central thing for them that actually, if you lived for this kingdom, you couldn't kind of have a foot in this other camp. You couldn't live another way. It had to shape everything that you do. I just want to end by sharing a one-sentence parable. It's going to come up on the screen. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which someone found and hid. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. The world constantly talks about money in a very strange way. It talks about haves and have-nots. It talks about richness and poverty. It it talks about status It's a very outward kind of measure of things and and valuing of things. And actually, Jesus doesn't particularly speak at all in that way. What he says is that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is this precious, priceless thing. That when we come across it, actually, we just reevaluate everything in a literal sense of that word we start to look at the value of, of what we possess, of what we have, of what we do, in really, really different ways. So maybe when you're uh, on your way back to work, when you're on your way home tonight, and you walk past a newspaper stand filled with headlines about the budget, filled with what this or that politician says about what's going on, maybe when you um, hear the latest news from planet Trump of, of how America is spending its finances, which is really projecting around at the moment. The way he's ramped up military spending has been a big priority for him. Maybe when you, when you have a conversation with someone at work about 
the satisfaction they find in life, in work, in relationships. Maybe we should just think about the real treasure. Do we treasure the things that God treasures? Actually, for me, in a real significant way, I'm just drawn to the fact that what God treasures more than anything else is people. And often money and possessions can be things that we use to evaluate people, what they have, what they don't have. We can use them to evaluate ourselves. And actually, we should just spend all that we have, all that we have, to show that lavish generosity and reconciliation of God. Since ancient times, Christians have have often responded to the generosity of God in worship and song, and that's what we're going to do as we sing a song about giving God our hearts. And I challenge you, sometimes we sing these songs and it's just platitudes and poetry and it's easy to say. But I just encourage you as we sing these words, really think about, about your life. Think about the challenges. Think about how maybe you define the way that you're going to serve God by how much or how little money that you have. And let's just make a commitment again to be part of God's economy and how God values things. Why don't we stand?